To all who have served, all who know loss, all who love and understand Frank and his pain, it has been an honor to walk in his boots. I'm endlessly grateful to the comic fans and the men and women of the armed services and law enforcement community who Frank means so much to. Thank you to the USMC and all the wonderful soldiers who trained me. Go hard, be safe. I can do this all day. This is Comic Cast on PodcastArena.com. Here's your geeks, John Lee and Michael Carroll. Welcome into issue 155 of Comic Cast. John Lee here. With Michael Carroll. And if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. And you can always catch us on all our uh, platforms on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio. Radio Public, CastBox, and <laughs> of course on uh, podcastreader.com backslash comic cast. I almost forgot Radio Public. It's That's okay. It's, I understand. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at my name, John. And I'm at producer Mike975. And uh, I don't know if you could tell if I'm still sick or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> that I, gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fever and all that, the chills and everything like that is all gone. So, how long uh, have you I been able- sick? <clears throat> Since Friday, February, <clears throat> let me pull, pull, pull my calendar, February 8th. That's what I thought. It's been a while. <clears throat> it's been a while. So this is the third issue that I'm uh, working sick on. Oh. <clears throat> but uh, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Can you? I don't know. That cough is <laughs> I, I think everything is gone except for this cough. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, yeah, everything is gone uh, except for the cough. Uh, the, if you, well, I, I guess I didn't put this on, tw- I, I might've put this on Twitter over the weekend, but over the weekend, I think I, I slept a total of eight hours total just cause like so much phlegm and coughing. And I, I just, and I've been on an air mattress. So like all that stuff added combined. I could like Friday night, I think I slept like three hours and then Saturday night, I, I think I slept like five hours. So I'm like, like this is killing me. Like I, I like my nose wouldn't stop bleeding. Cause I, I, for some reason when I'm either sick or tired, my nose bleeds like crazy and it, it both combined over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, by uh, next week, I'm crossing my fingers. This is day 11. <laughs> God. By next week, by next week, all of this is gone and, uh, I won't sound as nasally. Hopefully we'll see. No, hopefully. In today's issue, we're going to be tackling, uh, a, a, a big rumor regarding Matt Reeves, Batman. Or yeah. the Batman. Yeah. Uh, we have some uh, MCU stuff that we needed uh, to tackle. And we have the cancellation of probably the second best Marvel show uh, on Netflix. Uh, and so, and and a distant third best show uh, <laughs> for Marvel on Netflix. I, I, I guess I would safe to say. Um, <clears throat> but first we're going to open up with our good old buddy Mario F. Robles' report about... The casting of the Batman. I'm going to give you a drum roll, and Michael's going to give you the name. The name for Batman is Army Hammer. Yes, it's Army Hammer, and I will re- read you from RevengeOfTheFans.com. It says, on Friday, as everybody was heading home for the holiday weekend, I received the word that Warner Brothers and Army Hammer had entered advanced talks about 
him be, being the star of Matt Reeves' The Batman. At, at the time, I was asked to keep that to myself. The only thing I was allowed to say at the time was it was he was nearly a front runner. By now, I've been give, given the go-ahead to get let the bat out of the cave. <clears throat> <clears throat> the casting question that has been dominating geek culture ever since the first whispers arose in 2017, Ben Affleck would be hanging up the cowl after Justice League finally has an answer. Barring any major setbacks, Hammer is expected to become this generation's Batman when Matt Reeves' films arrive in theaters June 25th, 2021. So uh, it goes on to say, like, just it kind of gives you the uh, background of Justice League Mortal. Well, uh, back in 2007, they became they began filming, and he was basically Batman in 2007. Um, so, what initially? What? How do you feel about if this is true? How do you feel about the the cast? Well, when the report came out, you know, and it was like, oh, it's Army Hammer. I was, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. That was my of the list. You know how we went through that list that Mario had put uh-huh. out a while ago, or Mario had put out a while ago. Uh, he was him and Aaron Taylor Johnson were the two names that stood out the most for me. And I think mm-hmm. Army Hammer just like Army Hammer feels and looks the part versus a lot of the other names that were mentioned. Um, so I was okay with it. I'm down. Like if it's him, mm-hmm. I, he was my personal favorite. So I, I mm-hmm. hope I I was hoping that it's true or it is true. Yeah, um, I I don't know exactly like the uh his in, in terms of his career i haven't followed m- much of his movies i haven't seen the lone ranger um the only movie i think i've only seen um the the social network mm-hmm. uh, is the only is the only uh movie of his that i've seen and uh i i, I liked him uh he, i thought he did a good job uh playing you know i guess two people uh so i i think he has the build for it uh he has the the the, the chin Mm-hmm. that you kind of look for in, in Batman. So, um, and of all the uh, actors that was that was named, I think that you would say that he's probably the best established name. And I think that, uh, according to some reports that, um, some reports were saying that Warner Brothers wanted an established name. I don't know if, if Arnie Hammer is an established name, but of all the names that we saw out there, I think that was the most established name. Right. Are, are you surprised that, they casted somebody in their early thirties. Cause I feel like, I felt like when they were talking about, when they're talking about, uh, uh, casting a young Batman, I was think- thinking like mid twenties. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking, well, I've, we've heard a range of anywhere between like 25 to like 35. I feel like, so I was, I was leaning more towards like the late twenties because just cause I didn't want to see a baby face Batman, you know, just, sure. It looks weird, you know, uh, like mm-hmm. An- Ansel. Oh God, what's his name? El, the main dude from Baby Driver, Ansel. I forget. His oh yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Like he. I, I don't. I don't. I feel like he doesn't have a build. I, mean, I guess you can you can work out, um, but I it, yeah, I I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like that kind of baby face to it. I I, didn't, uh-huh. I couldn't see that. That's why Army Hammer stood out a little bit more. Aaron Taylor Johnson stands out a little bit more. Um, and they seem yeah. to be right around the that perfect range of 28 to 32. Uh, uh-huh. seems the most ideal but who knows matt reeves may have plans that we really don't know you know what i mean like he, uh-huh. he may have a whole nother set of ideas that we just don't know about yeah and i always i mean when i imagine batman i always think like black hair i don't know why i guess because like just growing up reading comics and just watching the uh animated series and then you know you take a look at all the batmans that came before arnie hammer you had 
you had Michael Keaton, black hair. You had Keanu Reeves, and, not Keanu Reeves. Uh, what's his name? Why am I, why am I blanking on his name? Val Kilmer. Well, you had, you had uh, yeah, uh, Kilmer. You had Kilmer, and then you had uh, George Clooney and Christian Bale. They all had like black hair. Arnie Hammer has more of a, a brown brunette, uh, like brownish type of hair. So uh, that might be getting a little used to. But I, th- you know, he, I think he's tall enough. He has to build. He has the that suave billionaire look that you could. I mean, he was kind of he kind of played that in the Social Network. He mm-hmm. played this bratty rich kid. So I think that uh, all of that he kind of has going for him. Um, and I think that uh, if if this is true, um, I think Matt Reeves can do a lot with Army Hammer. And this, I mean, who knows? It could this could take Army Hammer from being somebody that oh, who's like you 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 see that name, you think you know that name, but until you see his face, then you know, oh yeah, that's who he is, kind of guy. Mm-hmm. To Army Hammer, everyone's gonna know Army Hammer. So I think that uh, I think the way that. Matt Reeves sat down and said, this is the way that I want to do the movie, more of a detective type of movie uh, with the rumors of a penguin and a rogues gallery of villains being in the film. I think that's two positives in in my book because we haven't seen either either of those. Mm -hmm. I think we've seen uh, one movie might have had like two two villains max. And so I'm like, I'm kind of excited to see like multiple villains. Uh, and then when when you add this with Army Hammer, I think there's a lot of potential behind the Batman movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's definitely a lot of potential. Yeah, and so with the reporting that was done by our friend Mario, of course there is a lot, a lot of people saying that it's not true. Most everyone. <laughs> and, most everyone. Um, Umberto Gonzalez, who is a pretty trusted source, he writes for the Rap. He's a film reporter for the rap, and we we might have talked about him once or twice on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He tweeted tweeted out yesterday. I just checked with the studio. Army Hammer, Batman, not true. Um, Casey Walsh, who is the editor in chief of what is the GWW? Uh, Geeks um, Worldwide, I believe. <clears throat> says all I'm going to say as a now this got a hard denial from an extremely source a close source we have reached out to the studio and harm our hammers reps and are awaiting a response um let's see justin kroll uh he is he's a reporter for the for variety and says yeah that batman rumor is false that said potential for this week to be very interesting on a number of fronts sleep tight and he tweeted out uh a gif of Bradley Cooper winking. <laughs> and uh, so uh, one of the guys that I follow that does comic book cast on YouTube, uh, Armin, he mm-hmm. says that the Batman rumor is and uh, tweeted out a gif of uh, dinosaur poop in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so it's, it's getting a very strong no from a lot of people around the industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that, uh, I mean, people have gotten uh, scoops wrong before. Sources have burned. Uh, sources have burned, uh, you know, uh, reporters before. And and I would I like to, for all the people that are saying this is all far, false and he's not to be trusted, I would say that he was the first one to say that Henry Cavill was out as, Bat, uh, as Superman. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a fairly trusted source that he has over there at Warner Brothers. 
And I would put more a little more credence in this than the other people that are shooting all of this down. Yeah, I'd well it's 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 a wait and see because for one sources some folks may have sources that others don't, you know. Um this one it's tough because Army Hammer also came out and said that scheduling wise he doesn't have time or, or something to that effect for it. So I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Mario's staying pat with his uh with his report. He uh he said something to the effect of he knew this was would happen and he's he's staying firm by his uh reporting. So uh I mean yeah. I don't know. I mean I don't I don't blame Mario for doing that. Obviously if he believes the source, he believes the source and it's a source that he's used before and gotten stories right. There mm-hmm. he could be very right about it or the source was misinformed, so well, yeah. We'll have to um, wait and see. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's uh, I when you're a reporter like this, you kind of kind of have to put yourself out there like this once in a while. And he's, I mean, I mean, props to him because it does take a. You might you you guys might sit there and say, hey, it's not that hard to break stuff. Well, it's uh, your credibility for the for for what he's doing, like the the his website and his his multiple podcasts that he has. Like this is like this this is he's not playing around. This is his career. Yep. Like I wouldn't think that he uh, mess around with something and get something so wrong that he would have to bet his career on it. With that being said, other, like I said, other people have gotten stuff wrong before and have survived to, to, uh, to make a good living in this industry. But you know, it's, uh, uh, if the source does burn him, it's one of those, I mean, it, it's in sports, uh, sports too, where, you know, you have your Adam Schefter's and then your, your shams and your woes that break all these news and uh, some, you know, it's, uh, it's very rare that those guys get something wrong. But in earlier in the career, they have gotten stuff wrong before, and and uh, they also made a career of trusting their sources, like you were saying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, if you can't trust your source, you can't really further your career. And I feel like that he's going out on a limb, putting his career on the on the line to trust the source and bring us fans something that uh, that you know we truly want. Um, and it's you know. Some something that uh, we we kind of want to know, and, and I feel like we're in the right to know. And so, um, uh, I if I had to pick one side or the other, I'm with you. I, I would kind of tread in the middle a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, I do trust Mario Mario sources, and we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I mean, I I hope he's right because, like I said, Army Hammer is my personal choice that I would like to see take up the the cowl, if you will. But only again, only time will tell. Now that this is what Army Hammer said, he said uh, to Yahoo Movies UK, "No one, quote, no one who can actually give me the job has asked me if I'm interested." Hammer said, "I don't even know if they are done. They are still working on a script. I don't think that they are close to production, but I can conclusively tell you, no one has has checked my availability, which is a bummer. So it sounds like he's down to do it if he's asked about it, but." Um, Apparently, according to him, no one has checked. Now, is it, could, is it possible that they're in early negotiations and they just can't really comment on it? Maybe. Is it possible mm-hmm. that no one has really talked to him at all? Also very possible. So, I mean, you know, who knows at this point? With a lot of these stories, you just, you just never know. Yeah. Usually, uh, you don't really know until like, like, the, like a true trade like the big trade uh, reports, like the Hollywood Reporter, Variety, or whatever, officially backs it up in a sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's uh, I guess that's when you know that you know it's official. But <clears throat> um, 
and maybe that's where the, with this like the head like the guy that's giving Mario the news might not be very high in the office. Maybe he's uh you know he's somewhere some you know somebody with like casting or whatever. I believe so. I and believe it's somebody ha- with casting. Yeah. So maybe like the head of Warner Brothers is like, man, we don't want this getting out. We want this to be in the Hollywood Reporter or the Variety or Entertainment Weekly. We want it. We want it with one of those publications. Let's flat out deny this and. And, and wait until it's the right time until the contract is done to finally to announce this. So, mm-hmm. um, and we won't know. I mean, we really won't know until the, the contract is finalized. No. So, and speaking of the Batman, we got a, uh, sack question from chase that we somehow overlooked cause we don't really have much in that, uh, inbox of ours. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so he, he asked me on Twitter, he's like, Hey, are y'all still doing the sack? And I, I made a joke about, yes, please. Anybody send us a question. He's like, well, I sent one on the January 30th or whatever. It's like, oh, well, I feel stupid. <laughs> All right. So the chase is that question. The Batman has a release date. I was wondering if you guys had any predictions or a wish list for the villain of the movie. Reeves has also hinted at the possibility of having multiple villains in the movie. Would you guys support this? With the ex- exception of Scarecrow and Nolan's trilogy, I can't think of many super many good superhero movies that have done multiple villains in the same movie. Well, having flashbacks, to Spider-Man Three, yikes! Mm. <laughs> well, I believe that the grandstanding rumor is that Penguin is going to be one of the villains, um, and there's been multiple rumors that Josh Gad might be playing the Penguin. Um, I saw one that said Jack Black could be a perfect Penguin. Um, yeah, he I, commented on that too, saying, "Yeah, if they asked me to do it, I'd do it." <clears throat> Ooh, Jack Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black. Now, so there, there's a couple of people that are that is that's on my list that I don't think they should touch right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's two. I mean, they're all that have been done recently, like Two Face, Bane, Joker. I don't want them touching any of those uh, any any of those villains. Um, I would like to see if they could do a a. I guess Cat. We can throw Catwoman in, in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see if they can do a good take on the Riddler. Um, maybe somehow work in Clayface somehow. Um, I think dead, dead, I mean, not dead, uh, death stroke should be somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say Clayface? Clayface, yeah, Black Clayface. Mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Batman has the best rogues, rogues gallery of villains. And so I think if you, if you pick out, if you pick out your main antagonist and have the other one serve as like your, your B, C, and D. I think it could work. Uh, I want to see some. I want to see sometime down the line. I want to see Mister Freeze done right. Hugo Strange. I want to see done uh, done some. Uh, you know, somewhere down the line. And multiple villain movies are a little tricky. I think uh, Black Panther did it pretty well. Who else? Uh, I mean, the Dark Knight kind of did it with Joker and Two Face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Two Face wasn't all the way villain, but. Yeah, uh, they kind of did that with, uh, I mean, even the whole Nolan trilogy. You had Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. You know, you're scared. You always have that main arcing villain, mm-hmm. and then you have that sub-villain that kind of ties into the storyline. Um, and you got it with uh, The Dark Knight Rises. You thought, oh, although we always, we thought they are going to do Bane for the entire movie. Then we found out Talia al Ghul's envir- uh, involvement in all of it. So I think you can do uh, multiple villains, you just have to do it well. Like you have to just write it out well. Yeah, you got to find a balance, and 
hopefully they can. Hopefully Matt Reeves can can do that justice. Uh, I would like to see Riddler because I feel like he's a he hasn't been like done well. Obviously, I mean Jim Carrey's was was okay for the time, but yeah. I would like to see a a interpretation, a more serious interpretation of the Riddler. Um, Penguin would be interesting, like a new take on the Penguin. Um, I want a comic accurate Bane at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with his true like heritage and everything. Deathstroke, I would like to see Deathstroke. If it's a rogues gallery, you could do it in a way where he just briefly interviews some of these different ones and appears in Arkham Asylum in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think a good Mr. Freeze could be done very well because Mr. Freeze is arguably one of the most empathetic villains villains in Batman's rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a sad story behind the scenes <laughs> for him. Um, uh, Hush, I want to see that. Victor Zaz, Calendar Man. I mean, I, I'm down for all those. Would you, uh, I mean, even maybe the uh, Andrea Beaumont, Phantasm. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic too. That would be great. And then if we could, you know, work our way up through this trilogy uh, or however long he's going to be doing this and eventually get to Red Hood, that'd be fantastic. Oh yeah, I would love that. Um, I pers- my personal one of my personal favorite villains is Man Bat. I would like to see Man Bat, but I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. Um, but I just always love that that character, especially in the animated series. And when we get to like Man Bat and and uh, uh, we talk about Clayface, I think the CGI is there. Uh, but I think you have to be careful with characters like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I, I guess Clayface not as much as Man Bat. Uh, uh, or I'm, I'm, yeah, well, because Clay, Clayface is kind of like a mystique, where she, Clayface can turn into a bunch of things, whereas Man Bat is just a Man Bat. Oh, uh, and you know what? Uh, I should say Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see Poison Ivy done right too. Because so, I, I forget oh, about that Batman Robin interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, not sorry. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, Chase. We, uh, we finally I mean, did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spider-Man 3, I think, was just a clusterfuck. I think they wanted to do just Sandman, mm-hmm. and they, uh, you know, got, you know, strong-armed into doing uh, uh, to, to doing Venom. So, mm-hmm. And then you also had a pseudo-Green Goblin with, uh, with Harry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to move on to Captain Marvel. And I brought this up last week, and I took it to Twitter a couple days ago. Because uh, I was looking at um, uh, my Twitter feed and Jeremy was like commenting on uh, the bad takes of Captain Marvel, uh, people taking Jeremy's uh, Twitter handle and um, basically, I guess, photoshopping tweets mm-hmm. uh, of his, uh, DMs of, uh, of his uh, about Captain Marvel and saying they were just having fun. Um, so I tweeted out, I said, I still don't understand why Captain Marvel is getting so much hate. And people wanting to see it fail. We never saw this with Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. Uh, I got some interesting responses. Uh, Arian Svitas responded back saying, because Wonder Woman has more history, aren't there like two Captain Marvels anyway? Not like like that they've reached uh, from a fountain of familiar characters. Dwayne says, uh, I think trailers look very green, uh, glanterish. I want to, I want it to be successful though, and we'll see it regardless in theater. Uh, Robert Parker, former Rock the Mike winner says i don't want it uh, i don't want it to fail but i can see why the ruckus first 
of all her press junket rules are a little crazy. Two, all, two, all of the CGI might give cause to Green Lantern PSD, PTSD. And finally, I'm spe- skeptical on her action scene uh, believability. I was pulling for the girl from Chuck or Rousey. Uh, Wallace says to me, uh, she wasn't wa- wasn't well liked in the comics. I feel a lot like these uh, a lot of these guys are ones who hate her in the comics. Michael says, I'm I guess I'm one of those uh, ones that are excited to see the movie. I like it when they bring out the lesser known character to the big screen. My only issue is that she did kind of come out of nowhere. I'm sure they'll explain why, but every but with everything that's been going on, where has she been? Uh, Edgar says, I don't get it either, but I hope it blows everything out of the water. Now, do you think the Wonder Woman uh, didn't get a pass, uh, didn't get as much hate because nobody expected to do so well? And then Chase responded saying, I think some likely feel it's Marvel's uh, Marvel shoving a female hero down our throats. Wonder Woman is way more known than part of DC's Holy Trinity. Captain Marvel is pretty niche and uh, known by uh, not known by comic book fans. And this kind of goes on. Uh, Aaron says some crazy comments from the lead actor. Uh, lead actor, she went incredibly extreme and seems uh, like she's pushing an agenda with a superhero movie. I mean, it just goes on, and I mean, I didn't expect it to get the responses, the, the responses that it did, but it mm-hmm. kind of. And uh, I guess this one, regular frog says, "Why don't uh, uh, don't forget to mention that Captain Marvel has been a black woman, '80s Marvel combo, and yes, it's been Brie Larson's in the SJW feminist, and yes, it's uh, Brie Larson." is a SWJ feminist who uses this movie to push her political agenda, among other things she did to piss people off. So, um, I mean, I just don't see it. Maybe I'm blind. And uh, Jeremy tweeted out a bunch of, like, Rotten Tomato one-star spammers. And that's even, I mean, that's sad. Like, the movie hasn't even been uh, officially released to screeners yet. So, um and one of the sites, MCU Cosmic, is pushing this. I mean, not MCU Cosmic, uh, Co- Cos- Cosmic MCU. I, I believe that's the website. Mm-hmm. Not it's not it's not Jeremy's website. I forget what it. Uh, I forgot the I forget the website. But um, uh, sites like that and uh, Cinema uh, Cin- uh, Cinema Score, I believe, uh, are projecting out very very bad reviews uh, for. Uh, I mean, their audience reviews. Uh, only, but they're projecting out a lot of bad reviews when the film's not even out, out yet to be screened. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes uh, comments. <laughs> one user said, "As a white male, I don't think Brie would want me watching this movie." Another one, identity politics in our movies. As a white male, you know the bad gender will pass as I'm probably a sexist, racist bigot anyway. Terrible movie, hated already. Not mm-hmm. into seeing a SW, SJW movie. Is everyone excited for yet another superhero origin story, but this time without a charismatic lead? Cool, me neither. Brie Larson looks like a miscast. I'm hoping it's just the preview. She just doesn't didn't look like she carried the role. Uh, and then it keeps on going from there, but there's more like, um, this is dreadful, and yet the critics will praise film because they get paid by Marvel. How is Thor The Dark World better than Aquaman? No idea. Uh, a lot of people are saying she's anti-white male, all this stuff. It's, uh, it's, I don't, man, people, people calm down. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand people, uh, man. I just don't understand people. Yeah. And, uh, there's a, there's a YouTube channel, SC reviews, uh, that 
had a video with the title, the end of the MCU question mark. Will Captain Marvel destroy the MCU? <clears throat> Stuff like that, man. Like yeah. that. And like, like the whole press junket thing. I'm like, no, she didn't say no white males could uh, like, like, don't send your, I'm not going to have white reporters out there. She wants inclusion. She wants female reporters. She wants people of color out there. And, and what she's saying is that she's kind of just only seeing you know, uh, white males coming out to interview, uh, like in these superhero movies. And is it, is it, could it be like the, just the nature of the industry? Maybe, uh, if you were, if you were to say, uh, if, you know, back when I was working with Gal Media, uh, and people ask, you know, what's the percentage uh, of males to females here? I'm like, well, I would, I would say it's, you know, 90, 95% male. And, mm -hmm. And and if some if, if somebody kind of took that number and and that quote out of context, you're like, oh, sports radio is feminist, and I'm like, I mean, uh, not feminist, it's a sexist industry. I'm like, well, you kind of have to realize what what we're dealing with here. I would love to have more females and and minorities involved at the station, and you can vouch for this because you've hired a couple people there too. Mm -hmm. uh, and almost every, like the percentage of people that we hired as part producers over there, a majority of them are are, are minority. Yeah. And it's not like I, I planned that. It's it's just because the people that come come through there, uh, it's one it's it's a couple things. The the pool of people that I get to interview, uh, mainly I deal with one school, and that school necessarily doesn't have. Uh, it, I think is a good good balance in terms of uh, 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 race, and the people that come through to interview are heavily minority, and uh, for the most part, they do a really good job, mm. and I get to hire within that minority pool and one of maybe one, maybe one female or two females uh, come through there every entering class compared to the rest. What there's six, seven, eight, and sometimes 12 other people there. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to look at this as like, yeah, she wants more diversity there, but like, I guess, you have to kind of look at it even more micro microly because like you look, you have to look, you have to dig deeper because the people, the industry the, itself, I, I do believe is dominated by white males. Mm -hmm. um, so for her to come out and say, I want more inclusion, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, and I, maybe it's one of those things that the white males that are actually working right now uh, in that industry are, do you think that, their job and security is being coming is coming into question maybe um so that might be one of the reasons why they're so defensive about this uh and blowing her quotes out of uh out of perspective uh so and all again all she said was yeah i want more non-white males at these press junkets mm -hmm. i mean she's wanting inclusion which i mean that's not a bad thing to want that's a uh -huh. that's part of society. I mean, we we should have more inclusion. We should have more, um, you know, diversity out there. Do we get it? No, not not all industries like like you were saying with the radio industry. It's 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 slowly getting closer to that, but not. I mean, it's still a white male dominated industry. Sports radio, mm -hmm. I, I should say. And when it comes to Captain Marvel, man, I just. 
she wants people to be more inclusive. I, I just don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand that. And it's like, she's not like attacking people. She's just saying she would like more inclusion. You know, I, I am a white male and I don't feel like she's attacking me. Like, I feel <laughs> like, you know, like I feel like she's, she's still going to be cool. If I go see the movie, Hey Brie, cool. If I see the movie. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like I, I, I don't understand people that feel like, Oh, we're being attacked. Calm down. No, we're not. Shut up. <laughs> it's so stupid uh, it's just it's frustrating yeah yeah so uh i i just i, I don't get it um but you know it's uh, people are at a board because uh you know it, it uh i i just it's just so frustrating because like um it's frustrating because like this movie is not even out yet and it's just getting shit on you know mm -hmm. like uh wait for it to come out if you don't like it then just uh, then uh, throw your zero ratings out there because uh because you don't like it you know it's just uh, stop stop doing this because you're you're threatened by uh somebody that you know that wants to diversify and and your question on twitter i've is there some of the folks that were saying it's the it's the character i don't think it's the character i mean brie larson's one of the first uh actors that i heard get complained about not smiling for a film. You know what I mean? Like that was the, one of the first things I've ever heard of. Like when has captain America and the other one smiled? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that makes no sense to me. Why are you frustrated about that? Like, um, I don't know. It's just the, the, the backlash this movie has been getting is just baffling to me. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't, I just don't get people. I just really don't understand people. And, uh, I mean, since all this came out, uh, and this is uh, this is a report that came out yesterday, uh, and there's there's a bunch of YouTube pages and Twitter accounts saying that, oh, the, the Captain Marvel was supposed supposed to uh, supposed to make 140 to 60 million, uh, 160 million opening weekend, and now it's only projected to be 100 million. And it says uh, the, the 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 totals are already falling. No, no, it, the the projection was 100 million, and it came out recently. And as of yesterday, the Hollywood Reporter is saying that uh, Captain Marvel is actually projecting upward, and now it, it, the number is at 120 million, uh, 20 million uh, more than what it was uh, re previously reported, which is huge because typically these projections don't go up by 20 million. You know, it doesn't go up that by this much. It'll, it'll go up by five, 10 million for uh, you know a, a decent movie, but not, uh, you know going up 20 million is, is really moving the needle. Um, so we have, and that'd be the biggest North American, uh, oh no, so it, it would be a huge opening for Brie Larson's starring film, making it the biggest North American debut since Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom with $148 million. So uh, that, uh, when did Fallen Kingdom come out? Was that last year? Yeah, last uh, uh, June, I believe. So since then, uh, nothing has come out domestically to uh, surpass that, so... Uh, 120 million will be uh, the first, the biggest one since then. So uh, it's, uh, I, I think 120 million is fantastic. Uh, a character that's unknown, uh, a lot of hate and vitriol spilled on YouTube and Twitter, and you still, you're still able to pull out 120 million. I, I think that, I think pulling 120 million would be fantastic. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I just thought about this tweet that I saw earlier today too from a, from a person who's like really looking forward to Captain Marvel. 
he says to say that my daughter is excited for Captain Marvel would be an understatement. She has watched the trailer enough to have it memorized and now has Brie Larson on her wall. I'm cool with it though, because I can play superheroes now instead of Barbie. And there's two pictures of it, of this man's daughter, like with her Captain Marvel poster. And she's wearing a Captain Marvel, like onesie kind of thing. And you know, the first comment, somebody says more, show her the real Captain Marvel. And it's a Shazam Captain Marvel. Mm. So I was like, bro, really? Like, it's a kid, bro. Like, what are you doing? Stuff like yeah, that's um, happening a lot too. Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't think it's necessarily a DC fan. That is, or maybe some of it is DC fan. Yeah. But I also be, uh, believe uh, that. Uh, uh, I think that has to do with uh, even though that you know. D, it, it, it might it, it might be DC fan, but I think it's just like propping one up to uh, to kind of put one down, and uh, I just think it's unnecessary. Uh, I think both movies are going to be fantastic. Um, it, now, if you were to sit me down and say which one would you rather go watch, I would say Shazam because I think that uh, Captain Marvel may lean towards more of a straightforward origin story, whereas Shazam seems more fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm you know me, I'm. I'm for more fun. Um, Thor Ragnarok might not have been the best movie of 2017, uh, comic book movie of 2017, but was it 2017? Yeah, 2017. 2017. Uh, But that was my favorite movie. I would watch that over and over again over the rest of the movies of that year. Um, So like Shazam, I think is going to be a fun movie. Now Captain Marvel may be the better movie, but I'm more excited to see Shazam. But I would say go watch both. Uh, support the, the the industry. Go watch both. So, uh, just um, I, I I don't get it. And some of these people that prop one up and to crap on the other, I think it's very unnecessary. Also, do you see like I just just thinking about this? Do you people saying the political agenda? What part of the Kree and Scroll War and Captain Marvel have anything to do with political agenda? You know? Um. No, I. I think I thought I took that as I took that as more of her political agenda. Well, yeah, that, I'm, I'm sure it's that, but it's like people that are saying the film's pushing this, and it's like I don't think the film is. I don't think her TV spots are doing that or anything like that. Uh yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't either, unless there's a deeper meaning between the war. Uh, if it's if the if the Cree are liberals and the Scroll are, you know, you know. Uh, right-wing nuts maybe there's i don't know but we have no idea because the movie's the movie's not even out yet <laughs> no yeah. i think that's just dumb yeah but i just always took that as um i just always took that as uh, more of her political agenda but yeah i'm sure uh, i can, sure can kind of see i can kind of see where where all that's coming from as well and uh, moving on to another female of the MCU in her interview with Variety, Gwyneth Paltrow says that uh, Pepper Potts might be done after uh, after Endgame. And she says, quote, I mean, I'm a bit old to be in a suit and uh, all that at this point. Uh, I feel very lucky to, uh, that I did it because I actually talked – I got talked into it. I was a friend with Jon Favreau. Uh, I was I was such a wonderful – it was such a wonderful experience making the first Iron Man then to watch how important it became to fans. Uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow is 46. And so she uh, she says, uh, I feel honored to be part of something that people are so passionate about. Of course, if they said, can you come back for a day, 
I'll always be there if they need me. So it sounds like her character will be uh, riding off with Tony Stark, uh, whether Tony passes away or or Tony and Pepper get out of this hero, I guess, hero game. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Pepper pops it back here and there uh, down the line, but it seems like she's done with the role. And, and it, it seemed like she was done with it after what Iron Man two was it or three three? It uh, seemed like she was uh, done with uh, done with it after Iron Man three because she didn't appear in any of the Avengers films and uh, we didn't see her until what Spider Man Homecoming after that after yeah uh, Spider Man Homecoming I think because she wasn't she wasn't in I'm just going off this top of, top of my head um, but she wasn't in any of the Avengers films after right. She wasn't in Avengers they Ultron, meant, right? The party scene, she wasn't in that party scene in Age of Ultron, I don't think. No, I don't think she was in it. Um, I think since Iron Man 3, I'm going to look at this up now. Yeah, since, so, since Iron Man 3, she, the next movie that she was in was uh, Homecoming. So there was a four-year span where she wasn't in any of the MCU movies. So she wasn't in uh, Avengers uh, or Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, if, and it, it did, it felt like it was longer than four years because I guess just, just because there's so many MCU movies yeah, that it, it we, like that we get every year. Yeah. It just, it just seemed like she just was, uh, MIA for longer than four years, but it's only been four years. And, uh, I mean, I, I Pepper Potts had a nice little run. Uh, she got a good run in all the Iron Man movies and, and, uh, a nice little cameo in, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and she had a nice little cameo in Infinity War and, it's not like she's a character where, you know, you're going to need to flush out a background story or dig into it e- even deeper, right? Right. Now, I did find it interesting in her in her opening like statement or whatever she said, she's that she was getting too old to wear the suit, wear a suit or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so be in a suit, yeah. Yeah, be in a suit. Hmm, interesting. You're being in oh, a suit, oh, huh? Oh, 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 is that a spoiler? Uh-huh. <laughs> She probably just means business suits. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I just want to wear comfy but, pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, she's always, you know, in like dresses and stuff like that. Um, but this also probably means that, I mean, and we kind of know this uh, just by guessing that uh, Robert Downey's probably not going to be back for a, lo- a while, if if that at all. If he survives. Yes, if, if he survives. Now, I've seen theories out there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can warn, die. That um, say that, or just theories that saying that to kind of cap or cap the you know first eleven years, um, they were gonna cap off the entire thing with Pepper and and uh, Tony's wedding. So that could be something that we might see. But I've also read a potential. Far from home, far from home synopsis uh, and leak that paints a very different picture. Yeah. So um, that I won't get into because yeah. that's a, it's a massive spoiler for both movies. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it right now. No, I'm not, not prepared. I'm not going to do it. Okay, good. I'm um, not prepared. And so, so uh, looks like it's the end of Pepper Potts. Next, the end of another beloved thing um, that we've come to enjoy: Marvel and Netflix. Marvel and Netflix canceled the final two shows uh, that they had. The Punisher and Jessica Jones both get the axe, and poor Jessica Jones doesn't even get a uh, 
maybe oh actually maybe this might help her um her viewership numbers uh for her final season uh since the cancellation came comes now instead of uh a couple weeks after the release of jessica jones but both shows getting canceled um you guys know our thoughts on the uh the punisher season two um i think the punisher season one I haven't finished Daredevil season three yet, but right now for me, it was my favorite Marvel Netflix uh, season of one of the, uh, of, of Marvel comics, uh, their TV. And now Marvel cancels, Marvel and Netflix canceled both the remaining two shows on Netflix. Um, and it is said that the Punisher cast found out about the cancellation through social media. Um, Royce Johnson admitted that he initially found out the show has been canceled through the means of social media. Johnson who have had a, a larger role in the most recent season of Punisher a minute he found out around the same time the rest of us did. Quote, I found out this morning, brother, same way that we found out about the other shows. I'll tell people that sometimes the actors are the last ones to know, and that's what it is. We, uh, what we are. We found out through social media as well, you know, uh, or we check our emails and we get a letter. It's a little sad. And, I, you know, Royce Johnson, who plays, you know, uh, the, the cop, he plays uh, Madani. He kind of touched on multiple you shows. You mean Mahoney? Yeah, Mahoney. I'm sorry. Madani oh, okay. is the, the female. Yeah. Mahoney. Uh, Mah- Mah- Mahoney. Mahoney. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he touched multiple shows. So he, it kind of sucks for him because he his character, he was in multiple shows. So he's going to have to find a new line of work. I I mean, we at this point, you know, this is almost like watching Infinity War and after the snap happens and some of these characters start dying off and you're like, well, yeah, the rest, some of these others are going to die off too. And you're kind of sitting there, you know, it's coming, you know, it's coming. It's just inevitable. And it's still like, kind of like tugs on your heartstrings when you see it, when you finally see the, you know, finally see the news. And, uh, that's kind of how I was, was it yesterday morning when the cancellation kind of happened? I was like, yeah, it was just a matter of time and it just kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. It sucks. It's it's not it's not great. I mean, we kind of expected it though. I'm, as soon as Daredevil got canceled, you just knew the writing was on the wall for the other other couple shows. Um, are you surprised by the timing of it? No, uh, not really. I was just I, I think I was expecting it to be sooner. I was expecting it to be like the last week, week after her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was expecting it to be sooner rather than later. Yeah, like I, I mean, at this point, everybody knew that it was coming like the, nothing was going to be like we knew that we saw all the reports that out there saying that yeah everything's going to be uh, netflix and marvel kind of have a falling out uh this whole like netflix wants more of an eight to ten episode whereas marvel wants uh, 13 because they it's all about money uh disney is starting up their own streaming service they have majority control of hulu all this like all this news that was coming out and being confirmed by uh, uh by industry sources you kind of knew that the, the, the fingers were pointed this way. It was just a matter of time. And I just felt like I feel like calling off on these cancellation announcements is such a disservice to like the actors and the fans. Like, I think if you, I think if you were going to do it, I feel like you should have done it all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like why leave it kind of out there hanging? Yeah. Everybody knew that this, it's just, it just sucks. You're just, you know, you're, uh, these fans are smart enough to, to see all this coming. And, what it is is it's it's giving them false hope, mm-hmm. and I hate when companies and people do that is give you false hope and and lead you on, 
and they do that and and you're like oh yeah there's a glimmer of hope here that you know there's a there, there might be a light there that we can work towards and maybe if we turn out a great show a great season and and viewership is through the roof and maybe that will save it and i think that with daredevil season three critically acclaimed uh and most everybody's saying that this is the, the uh, daredevil season three was the best marvel show that they've ever done and that can't even save uh, save uh the best show best marvel show on netflix then and then you were to tell and then to not even comment on the other two shows and say that uh and i guess they didn't say anything but they didn't comment on it as i feel like that's such a disservice like the your the, the writing staff you know that that's I, they have to stick around because you know until they get let go or uh, officially get to, tell told that yeah we're not bringing you guys back they have to not take jobs because they have to stick around and write for potential season three of the punisher or season three of jessica jones or season four of of daredevil right that's such a disservice yeah. i felt that's so and i think what te- uh was it Telltale? Who who was the recent company that did that too? Telltale. I forget who it was. Telltale. It's such a disservice. Yeah, you, you're you're. It's not even I, like the actors will find jobs, and I think that it will be very easy for them to find jobs. But for writers, like some of these shows that go on seasons, like you can't, you might not be able to find a job for a whole year. <sighs> I just, I, I don't know, I don't know, man. But I guess the, the next thing is like they're saying that there is a clause that they have to wait at least up to two years for any other uh so I guess service to pick up pick up these shows. Yeah. So it might be uh two years and uh one of the the streaming services out there that uh is uh I guess in the front <clears throat> front runner for for season uh, for the rest of these shows, the Marvel shows is Hulu. Yep. Um there are rumors out there that Hulu might pick up the shows. And we've talked about this too in the past that Disney Plus uh, probably won't add these shows just because of the nature of the shows. Yeah, the mature uh, nature. It, yeah, yeah. And they, I think they want to keep that more PG-13. And uh, they'll put more of the uh, R stuff on uh, on Hulu. That's why the adult comedies like Howard the Duck and Modoc and all that, that's described as a, more of an adult animated show. That's why it's mm-hmm. ended up on Hulu, I'm sure. Obviously, because Disney owns a controlling interest in hulu and they're going to put their more uh mature content over there so it, it makes sense mm-hmm. and uh i'm just looking at uh the tweets from um i'm just looking at tweets from people that are pissed <laughs> yeah which i mean i don't blame them it's it's again yeah. it seems like a more of a it, it seems like because of the battle between netflix and disney it's the the reasoning behind the cancellations it's not the products themselves the product mm-hmm. them, themselves, while I didn't love season two of Punisher, overall the show was still a pretty solid show that could live on for another year or two at least. Um, Daredevil definitely could have gone on for a while. But I felt like they still had a lot they could have done. And it's, you know, it's, it's disappointing because obviously Daredevil, I feel like, changed the game um, for superhero shows as of late. Um, especially for Marvel because like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of their other network ones were like, okay, but I think Daredevil was like beloved by most everyone, especially that first season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I think I just finished episode seven of Daredevil season three. Um, and so far, it's, uh, it's been actually really good. Uh, uh, 
that's I mean, uh, what's his uh, bullseye? Amazing. Yeah, I love bullseye, when, he, when he's when first when he first appears in the, the Daredevil costume. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty chilling once he starts popping up. Uh, yeah, and how he his character kind of progresses over the mm-hmm. over the season. Yeah, and uh, the one the one thing that I do want coming out of all this, Vincent D'Onofrio in Spider Man Four. <laughs> Or Spider Man Three. Yeah, Spider Man Three. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, I I uh, I hope I hope that uh, I hope we get at least four movies, four solo movies out of uh, Tom Holland, just because I've enjoyed. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed his in, entire run at as Peter Parker, the three the three movies that he's popped up in, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that they've done such a good job with uh, with Homecoming that I, I and uh, safe to say that Spider Man has gotten kind of a. Uh, rejuvenation with uh, into the Spider Verse as well. Yep. Um, and by the way, if you go to Amazon right now, you can save thirty nine percent off of Spider Man uh, into the Spider Verse. Really? Yes. Amazon has. I'll actually I'll actually text you the link because uh, uh, I'm sure that you're going to be wanting to buy this. Four K plus the digital for twenty seven ninety five. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, Prime Video, I might opt for the uh, 4K version. It's only uh, eight dollars more. Now I don't have anything that can play 4K at the moment. <laughs> uh, like I don't have a. I don't think my place my PlayStation can play 4K. But um, uh, but it also gives you the Blu-ray, uh, the 4K HD Ultra Ultra HD plus the Blu-ray and the digital for twenty-seven ninety-five. I also tweeted out too. But uh, yeah, I I was gonna um, get the uh, the Prime Video version. But if this comes with the uh, the uh, digital copy as well, hell, might as well just pl- uh, place an order for the uh, physical and the digital copy. Right. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, and we meant to do this uh, prior to the uh, <laughs> start of the podcast, but uh, uh, it got past me. Um, but uh, we well, we do this every first podcast of the week. We talk about what we watched over the weekend. Um, I was in Austin over the weekend. Uh, I didn't watch much much because I couldn't really sleep. Um, so uh, Saturday afternoon, while Teresa and her and her friends were going out and doing stuff, I opted to stay in because we were going to go out the late, later that night, and, I'm, and I was going, coming off like three hours of sleep. So I, I figured uh, maybe five hours. I forget. Uh, I was coming off a of very little sleep, and I opted to stay in to rest up for the night, uh, rest up to go out the later that night. So I turned on the Dark Knight and I op- I watched the opening uh, heist scene and I took a two hour nap. <laughs> That's all I watched over the weekend. I did watch Daredevil episode seven, uh, season three episode seven last night, and I want to watch a little bit more tonight. So that's about all I watched. Gotcha. That's that still sounds good. I mean, you need to rest. You need to rest, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I. I if I if I was out of town, I don't know if I would have watched Elite Battle Angel, and I know that's something that you did. Yeah, I did. I went and saw it Friday. It was good. I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's a fun. It's a movie that's best served, kind of like Aquaman. It was best served on the big screen. It's one of those that you really should see it on a big screen, IMAX, whatever. Um, for me, I can't do 3D, so you know maybe 3D would be for for some other folks, but definitely. It's a, it's a good film. It's a fun film. It's it's very hero journey esque. The hero, you know, mm-hmm. has the trial tribulations and um, has to hit rock bottom before they come back up, kind of thing. 
Christoph Waltz was great as the uh, as Doctor Ito. Um, I was obviously Rose, Rosa Salazar was great as as Alita, the and she's the focal point of the movie. There's there are side characters. That, I mean, they get their moments, but it's mainly it, the focus is Alita. Um, again, the visuals were great. The story was solid. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an amazing film. Like, oh my gosh, I have to go see it right away. But it was good, and I would recommend people see it in theaters. I I wonder how faithful because I I didn't really know a lot about Alita going in, so I I haven't read the anime or or I haven't read the manga or seen the anime, um, so I don't know how faithful of an interpretation it was or you know how much it took from this or that, um, but I thought it did a really good job and I thought it was it was it was a good movie. I thought it was solid. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's right on the borderline of fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Sitting right there at fifty nine percent. It should be higher uh, than that. They, it should be higher. Yeah, an audience score of ninety three percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's one of those movies where it's literally one percentage point of being fresh. Yeah. Which is, which I, I feel like it's a little dumb, but um, I, I mean, visually from what I've seen on on YouTube, it looks fantastic, and and the the cast looks even in you know just as fantastic. Uh, yeah. Christoph Waltz, Rosa Salazar, Jennifer Connelly, Marsha Mar Marshala Ali, Ed Skern. So it uh, the the known names tied to this movie, fantastic. Yeah, for sure. That and I didn't realize one of the um, one of the villains is voiced by uh, the guy who played Warshak from Watchmen. Uh, who was it? Jack. Uh, what's his name? Jackie. Oh, Jackie. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Early. Early Haley. Yeah. yeah. I was I was like, wait, he was in that, and I didn't I didn't put two and two together about the voice, and then it clicked. Uh-huh. Like, oh wow, that was him. Uh, he did a great job with his voice acting. The robots look look incredible. That's why I, I again I say go go watch it on a big screen. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's a couple surprise characters that I didn't realize after looking at the cast. Like, oh, they were in that too. So mm-hmm. huh, it's it's pretty cool. So um, definitely go see it if you get a chance. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, opening weekend, uh, or I guess the, was it the first? This is the second weekend, or the, no? This no, is the opening the, weekend. Yeah, right? it was the opening weekend. Uh, it's uh, domestically did forty three million dollars uh, over the three day period, uh, and uh, foreign box office ninety four million. So, and the budget is set at one hundred and seventy million mm-hmm. uh, worldwide total right now, one hundred and thirty seven million. So they're almost uh, breaking even at this point. So. Uh, I guess this, yeah, this came out on Valentine's Day. So, um, uh, bas- uh, basically almost breaking even. So I, uh, I would expect it to do, uh, worldwide, maybe close to 300 million. Uh, I, maybe that's, maybe it's a little far, uh, maybe a little too much. I would say maybe, maybe it'll do a hundred, 250 million for its run. So, um, I think, uh, I think the studio will be pleased and maybe there'll be a sequel to it. Uh, does it, uh, do you think it lends a sequel? Oh, it, it, definitely sets up for another one it the way it ends it definitely sets it up so uh i hope it gets another one because there's still a lot to be um to be done for alita and her you know her growth as a character yeah what else did you watch over the weekend i also got to watch and finish the umbrella academy which came out how was that on netflix on friday it was good so i didn't know um a lot about Alita or excuse me Alita I didn't know a lot about the Umbrella Academy so going in I kind of I, I it was an interesting jump for me because I hadn't really 
heard about the comic, didn't really know a lot about it. Um, but it's based off the comic by Dark Horse. And it's a very, it's a very interesting show. It's very quirky. It's, it's funny. It nails the music. The music is spectacular. Um, the, the, the highs and lows are, it can take you from real funny to real sad real quick. Um, it, it's, it's 10 episodes, so it's not too long of a first season, man. It, it, it goes, I think it was a pretty faithful interpretation of the characters from the comic. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite shows so far of this year. I would, I would recommend for people. I don't think it's for everybody. No, I'll for sure say that. Like, I don't know if I'll recommend it to everyone. Cause I don't think everyone will get into it as much as I liked it. But why do you say that? Just because it's so like, it, it does a lot from the comic, I think. Cause I, uh-huh. I watched a, a video to kind of help me understand a little bit of what the umbrella Academy is and the way like the acting was on point like it's nothing like that it's more just how quirky it is and how different it is i don't know that a casual fan's going to necessarily jump into it now if you're more into mm-hmm. the sci-fi whatever type stuff i think you'll be kind of more willing to to give it a give it a watch um it does a lot with time travel it does a lot with you know just different comic book type tropes um Mary J. Blige is in it, I should say, which was surprising. I had no idea going in. <laughs> I think she's being used uh, as the major marketing piece for for uh, what's it called the the uh, the season because on Netflix it just shows Mary J. Blige and I forget who else, but it's, it has those two uh, on the on the, the t- like the poster cover. Oh, I I thought I thought I for me I always kept seeing Ellen Page. I thought she was like the top build uh, star for it. Um, mm-hmm. it, she's one of the the main um, characters in it, um, but man, it's just so quirky. I guess is the the best way I can describe it as to why like some people aren't necessarily going to jump into it or, or like it as much as I did. Is it um, is it dry? Is it dry? No, no, it's <laughs> it's pretty like it. The comedy is it. It'll it'll hit you. It's pretty funny. Um, okay. But and again, the sad moments will hit you pretty, pretty sad. Um, but like, okay, just basic synopsis is one day in 1989, 43 people become pregnant just out of nowhere. They didn't start the day off pregnant, but all of a sudden they're pregnant. They give birth to these to 43 kids. And this guy goes around, tries to adopt as many as he can. He adopts seven and creates this school called the Umbrella Academy and kind of treats them like a superhero group. But, and he's, he tries to be their dad, but he's a not really a loving dad and kind of sucks at being a dad. And so it it shows bits of them when they're, when, when they're young and growing up in the Academy and it bounces back and forth between that and also between present day where they're kind of coming together, um, after not really being around each other for years and years and how screwed up they are from their father type issues and parent type issues and just issues in general with whether they're powers or whatever, whatever issues that they're dealing with. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting story about like family and like parenting and all that type of stuff, but also has superhero and actions and action fights and things like that. Yeah. I, 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 I think I'll give it a shot. Uh, I mean, it just it just seems like down right down my alley. It's like a, basically a, 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 like an X Men. Yeah. 
So I think it's gonna it's gonna be right down my alley. Uh, I think he got a seventy one on Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb as a eight point five out of ten. Um, and I've been seeing that number five, the character number five, played by Adian uh, uh, Gallagher, mm-hmm. is the best character on that show. He's <clears throat> he's really good. I he's yeah. I think my personal favorite is number four, Klaus. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but number five is is really good he and he's like well uh, i don't want to say anything else because i don't want to spoil but he's really good he's funny and uh their professor xavier is pogo right like the the monkey uh <laughs> or the chimp well ki- kind of he's not really the guy that brings them all together he's not oh, their okay. dad he's like he kind of he helps the dad he, or he helped the dad out um and helped him raise the kids so they kind of look to pogo and trust pogo uh, which the graphics on Pogo are are great. I mean, the CGI is like, I mean, I he always looked real. So I was really impre- impressed by the CGI about him. Do you think that they did this, that they, they did this on purpose when they casted Pogo? They uh, Adam Godley is Pogo. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a monkey. <laughs> I mean, do you know uh, uh, Adam Godley? No, not a, no. I don't know Adam Godley. Uh, I'm trying to see where. He was in Breaking Bad. He was, man, uh, not a well-known character on Breaking Bad. I'm trying to figure out where else he's from because I've seen him before. Adam Godley. I mean, let me run down his IMDb. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I see him now. I got, he, mm, <laughs> he, was, he was in five seasons of Breaking Bad, but very sporadically. He was mm-hmm. in Suits. Um, man, I don't know, like... If you guys search, if you search Adam Godley, you'll you, you, the first thing that comes to mind is yeah he could be cast as a monkey. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. It's and it's it, I, I maybe it's the ears. I think it's the ears. I think it's, it's the, the ears. ears and the eyes. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the Pogo and it's just like it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks like good. the way that they they did Pogo. His animation, like I never was like. Like his animation was good. It was on point. Yeah, uh, and of course the uh, big star uh, of the show is Ellen Page, right? The, uh, yeah. the I believe she she's gets the top, top billing. Yeah, she's top billing. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be on my list uh, right after I finish Daredevil season three, which I've been needing to finish <laughs> in a while. I'll be interested <laughs> to see what you think of it, especially because like like for the first three three or four episodes, like it was good, but I was like, man, this shows. I wonder. Like I was just so like, not like confused, but like, I I was engaged, but I was just like, huh, wonder what it's like building to. And then once right. once it really gets going about what it's building to, it's like, oh wow. Then it, I couldn't like stop watching. Yeah, and you watched your favorite show. <laughs> it's back, and you watched that one too, right? Oh yeah, I watched uh yeah, I watched Walking Dead. I watched the the was it episode 10, 10 of season nine you already know how i feel it's it's a show it's happening it's going on i'm still watching i'm a masochist that's I it? Know. yeah that's it that's all i got okay it was a fine episode i'll just say that it was fine it was fine it, it's, it was right. okay and now for david does comics yay well thank you jong it is david does comics with none other than david ramon david how are you oh hey i'm all right yeah I'm welcome here. back yeah <laughs> you're here that's the that's the first step for this uh segment is right. you actually being here that's right. I did that one right. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, so, as usual, we're going to highlight some of the releases for this week. But first, I got to ask you, because you're the only other person that's seen it. 
Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Came out on Netflix on Friday. What'd you think? Uh, so far, so good. So I'm not like all the way into the whole season. So right, I think right. I'd left off like around four or five. Four or five. In there. But for me to even get that far on the series, it's pretty good because like we were talking before, I never went back to Punisher. <laughs> it's just kind of just sitting there. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. now. Uh, but yeah, so far, so good. And a couple of things that really stand out to me about that show is that it has these moments of like grimness. I guess where it kind of makes you feel that, you know, it could be something happening right now in our current world. But like there's a lot of things that kind of, at least for me, keeps it grounded a little mm-hmm. bit. Like the music selection is pretty. The music's on point. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really funny because I get this certain like uh, theme from it or like this certain feeling from it. Then all of a sudden a certain song will come out and I'm like, wow, like it just took me to a whole different place. It They did an excellent job of picking music for different scenarios. And also Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't ask you about this beforehand, but yeah, what <laughs> I just you, remembered. Yeah, what, what do you think of Mary J. Blige in, in Umbrella Academy? If it fits, it not only fits, Works. but also like I can definitely feel that uh, for like a strong like I guess you would say like a character that definitely needs some sternness and strongness. Like yeah, they picked a good person for, it, but also she delivered, which is yeah. another big aspect of it. She's done well so far. I mean, you'll obviously you'll see more as you go along, but she's. Uh, that was surprising. First of all, I was just I, when was, I saw her name on the credits, right? Like, yeah, what? I think or no, you know what I saw? Her, I saw first was like a featurette. Okay, and it said something about Mary J. Blige. I was like, Mary J. Blige is in the show. Yeah, what? For real? And then yeah, sure enough, she's uh, like a semi-villain type person. There was a lot of people in this world thinking, when is Mary J. Blige going to break through in the superhero uh, genre? Yeah, to be a, like a, a paid assassin or whatever she yeah. is. And Man, she I delivered. I definitely dig it. Also, the other main character, uh, I believe you said her name earlier. The uh, Ellen was, Page? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that she so far is doing very well for her character. She's definitely making me feel like I feel so bad for her, right? Like you <laughs> yeah. have you have nothing else but to feel bad for is because he's kind of just there, you know, taking up mm-hmm. space. And they they make her feel like that too. You yeah, know? <laughs> they so go they, at her pretty hard, but she goes at them like it's funny how like oh I'm sorry about what I said, and then they'll like turn around next episode, ah, like say something yeah, bad. Why are you here? Yeah, like, why are you here? <laughs> you told me to come. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to come back. Exactly. So like there there's like a lot of that aspect of it too, but just the whole beginning of it and understanding. You know, like the whole base of the story, like it, it is really interesting. Just by the first, like what twenty seconds, you're kind of already yeah. hooked in it, and you're kind of want to know more. It's a fascinating because you haven't read the comic, right? No, like I was, I was telling you before. So, like, whenever I seen like the trailer for like on net, you know, that was on Netflix. It was on you know Twitter, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that looks dope. And yeah. so of course I had to go look it up, and I was like, wow, that was a comic, like, <laughs> like you know, like it's one of those things where like you you have a whole list in front of you every week, and you're kind of going trying to go through it and see what you recognize and little things here and there, but not everything's gonna resonate with you all the time. So yeah. the fact that like you know that kind of caught my eye, and I was like, whoa, now now I know what to do when I go back to the book, I mean, comic book store. Yeah, I never I didn't know about the comic beforehand until the show, and then before I started the show, whatever day that was, Friday, I watched a, like a. A YouTube video to kind of get an idea of what they are. Ah, that's a good job. Yeah. So I start like it, it kind of explained like what the first, I guess, season is based on. Gotcha. So I didn't want to dive too much into it because I didn't want to spoil myself for the show. Oh, yeah. So uh-huh. I just watched like the first like few minutes just to get an idea of what the characters are and what they can do and, you know, everything like that. Dope. And All so right. no, I, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's, I watched that and then like I stopped it like three minutes in because then it started getting into the plot and I was uh. like, uh, I'm gonna dive out now before it gets to like where I'm gonna predict everything before yeah. it happens. Um, 
and then I started the show, which helped a little bit. It helped me understand, okay, this is that character, this is that character. Yeah. And, and it I, is a faithful, seems like a faithful interpretation. Oh, that's So that's far, at least with the depictions of the characters, it seems like a faithful interpretation of it. Cool, because I think that's one thing that I think a lot of people will kind of gravitate to if that does happen. Mm -hmm. So, but that's actually the way to go. Like, I just want to know who, who and where... Yeah. Not what and why just yet. Yeah, I just know? want to know who and what they can do. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know everything, and that's what I was looking for. And luckily, I found that. I just, I think I looked up, I think I just looked up Umbrella Academy. It's a, it was one of the first videos I found. Gotcha. So it was nice to do I that. I wouldn't mind doing that now, even though I'm a couple episodes in, you know, because mm -hmm. I still have a lot of questions about some of the people. So I yeah, think yeah. they'll probably kind of, kind of help me out a little bit, maybe to paint the picture a little bit more. But also, like, I think these series are pretty much to the point where, you don't need to do that just kind of yeah. just keep on going because there was a lot of things like for example just in the first episode even though they answered some of those questions but the way they treated each other the things that you don't know just yet you know mm -hmm. like there was a whole bunch of things that they kind of introduced you to that you should have known but don't know yeah, you know yeah. because of the way the characters are talking amongst each other but that's also like maybe that kind of stands out for me a little bit because i know better to answer those questions later mm -hmm. when i start figuring those out and stuff yeah like exactly that. so you know it, 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 it can happen where it's a word to do it where you where you kind of did with the video mm -hmm. and i think i still might go do that just in case yeah just maybe or read a little bit about them before beforehand and now but now this has got me like really interested in the comic uh, the show because I'm like huh this because it's like a show that is like quirky serious yeah but funny yeah. like it can make you laugh and then in the next scene make you cry yeah like it, it there's a balance level there it's it's got solid action again Mary J Blige bl blasting yeah. that, that's I mean, <laughs> holy crap I'm here for it and I'm, I'm you count me in yeah. she's wearing like this weird animal mask count the mask in. also stand out a lot yeah. too when they go do their deal or whatever like that and there's a couple little like quirky things and i'm mm -hmm. whenever i go through the whole thing uh i'll, I'll go more in depth with you about it but yeah, yeah there's a lot sure. of things I'm, I'm catching on in every episode that i see some characters do and i appreciate it just because it makes me remember from past episodes and for those that don't know i believe i might have said it earlier but for those that don't know um it's 10 episodes so it's not too bad mm -hmm. so it doesn't take too much of a, of a of a weekend or anything like that it's not 13 or whatever it's a solid 10 and it it i think it's a solid could it have been eight maybe but mm -hmm. i think 10 was a solid number for it though do I, you see that was it strong enough you think to carry on to some other stuff i guess yes. like yeah okay yes i'm giving you a definite like head shake right now yes yes your head is shaking the, the head is shaking uh because the way it ends yeah, you yeah, Tight. yeah. Right. You excited. need a you need another season. Tight. All right. I'm, so yeah, I'm check out Umbrella Academy right now on Netflix. I I mean, well, after you listen after the ab podcast, after the podcast, <laughs> do that later. Uh, but right now, we're gonna take a look at what's coming out tomorrow. So what do we have for DC, David? Oh yes, Batman number sixty five, and this is a tie in to Heroes in Crisis. So this is the last Cold Case Part Three. So this is a continuation. And, of course, we have Batman and The Flash, you know, two of the greatest detectives ever mm -hmm. trying to figure out this whole mumbo jumbo about Sanctuary <laughs> and trying to understand what is going on. And they believe they know who might be the culprit, but not really, because that might be a little too easy. And that's the thing, too. You know, the person you initially think 
who's doing everything. It's not. It's always going to be the Especially other Especially not in comics, yeah. yeah. Of course. So I, I think this is really cool that they're doing a lot of tie-ins to a lot of the main things that are going on in continuity. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's always the biggest thing. Because, for example, we have Batman 65 this week, right? Right. But there's so many other Batman stories that are going to be released <laughs> and stuff like that. And that's one question I'm always asking everyone at the comic book store is, so is all this going on at the same time? Mm-hmm. Or what are we supposed to think? And, yeah, technically you're supposed to kind of go through a lot of these stories that all of it's happening right now and, and, and most of, and most of the stories not not all because some you can be able to see that you know they're by some other writers some of the artists and they even aesthetically look different and some some of those things are kind of the things to kind of like okay this is not with that and you br- you brought up a good point about asking you know at the people at the comic shop i think for tip for people ask the people at the comic shop because yeah. they are willing and ready to explain kind of the stuff that's going around about that particular comic or whatever. Exactly. Cause I mean, a lot of them, they'll, they will dive into the stories mm-hmm. as much as they can, you know, whenever they're around. But also like one of the things they do very well is to at least know what's in all in continuity. Mm-hmm. But that's, like I said, it can still be very confusing though, because like I said, we had all these things that are going on with tie-ins and different other story arcs that had nothing to do with the actual, like, I guess solo spots for some of these heroes. Like for example, mm-hmm. DC Metal was still going on when Batman solo series was still going on and going around and stuff like that. So to think that like, okay, we had to still think of this like still parallel with each other, still going mm-hmm. in the same direction in a way. So like it can get confusing, yes. But also <laughs> sometimes, you know, they'll do little things like this where they're actually tying in uh different arcs and different stories together mm-hmm. in different places so and it kind of makes sense though and yeah. it makes the experiment experience of whenever you're reading one of these like uh certain story arcs like you know whenever you did read metal or you know heroes in crisis uh you can appreciate a little bit more because you're getting a little bit more information you know from different places for sure and um i lost my train of thought i was gonna say <laughs> something uh but okay well i don't remember now oh <laughs> Go I, okay i know what i was gonna say tom king right Yes. Okay. That's again. Go, <laughs> go if it's Tom King, go check it out. Yeah. Uh, so Tom King is actually the man right now. Yeah. So and also I said something earlier. Well, actually, let me let me backtrack because I believe Tom King is doing uh, Heroes in Crisis, but actual Batman, I believe, is I think this one is actually written by Joshua Williamson. So mm-hmm. I think it's being not passed around, but still same. You know. I guess mm-hmm. arc and everything like that mm-hmm. because I was I said earlier that this whole Scott uh not Scott uh, yeah Snyder was going to mm-hmm. kind of step away a little bit but also he's in and out from it from what I'm understanding because I was thinking that this Age of Batman was about to end soon but I think they're still going to keep going with it so I want to say for for some writers and some issues like they kind of switch out a little bit to kind of keep it fresh and everything yeah. like that but I, I think they that does the character justice though because you don't have just pretty much one person just at the helm and kind of just leading everything. Mm-hmm. You got other people to kind of, you know, to guide the story just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's always pretty good to kind of do it that way. That's cool. Now we have a number one, if I'm correct, that we're going to highlight for DC. Of course. Yes. High level number one. So this is one of the DC vertigo uh, combinations that we have here. And mm-hmm. before you take a look at this, this is for mature readers. Ooh. Ooh so a little bit more than swears. Ooh. In this one. So who knows what we'll get in this. Uh, but also the creator is this for this uh, comic is Rob Sheridan. And he is the, I want to say like art director for Nine Inch Nails. So he does like all the uh, album covers. Wow. And he does a lot of writing on the side and stuff like that. So this is actually, I think, his first comic that he's actually mm-hmm. taken the helm of. And this is about a society that was broken down pretty much. Like humans are at this point where we're kind of rebuilding everything because we just done destroyed us all. 
So we're as coming we tend right to back do. Yeah, as we tend to do. Uh, so from what I understand, High Level is this city, a mythical city on top of the world. And there's a, I want to say a smuggler slash scavenger that's actually going to deliver a Messiah child to this mythical city. So that's the story about that. Whoa. <laughs> right? Whoa. <laughs> like you kind of already got me hooked with mythical city and end of society and everything. So that'll be high level number one that'll be coming out this week. Huh. That one's sounds fascinating. And like I said, like these DC Vertigo titles, like it, it kind of stands out just a little bit just because mm-hmm. it's coming from a different place. It's not really into the whole DC continuity of things. Right. Whenever they do these uh, special issues, it's kind of cool and it makes for a good read. And also it gives them a way of kind of like not just making something just for kids, you know, yeah. even though, yeah, they got their kids stuff. I mean, kids covered. stuff's cool, but yeah. uh, what about us older folks? Yeah, right. <laughs> what about us old folks? Yeah, come on now. Uh, <laughs> um, and I always like when we highlight graphic novels and we have one for DC. Yes, we have one for BC. Uh, ugh, DC. Wow, DC. Wow. Uh, Batgirl DC, year ABC, one. ABC. ABC. They're all uh, it's, here. It's, it's a C of some kind. Uh, Batgirl year one. Uh, this is pretty cool because it actually highlights her first nine issues uh, from her collection. And the main villain out of this is Killer Moth. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Killer Moth fan just because of Teen Titans Go. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> makes his appearances on there. <laughs> so that's pretty dope to actually see Killer Moth now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, even though he's done appeared, you know, countless times in right, comics. Right. But just to have him in an arc against someone like that. And then... Because, of course, we always want to think about Batman Year One. But, yeah, Batgirl Year One should be pretty interesting just so you can kind of dive in mm-hmm. what she's doing. Because also, you know, to kind of start this out, I want to say, you know, Batman wasn't so hyped about her, you know, so much because she wasn't highlighted like the other Robins. Mm-hmm. She's definitely her own character in her own sense, but but it wasn't brought up in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, of course, you know, Barbara Gordon does hold some power into the DC universe as of right now, but also just kind of see how she started out. Right. And trying to get there. So that's pretty dope. And it's incorporating issues one through nine? Yeah, one through nine from her collection. So pretty. I think it's a pretty good way if you want to start and just jump into what she's doing. That sounds cool. Now, do we have uh, any brief mentions for DC? Any brief mentions? Oh, good thing I just got it up. Uh, <laughs> Catwoman number eight, uh, Aquaman 45, Teen Titans 27, Wildstorm number 20. And I also didn't realize this, that they also do the Mad Magazine uh, really? Stuff. Yeah, so I they're on that. six on that, and also Naomi, which we covered uh, for the number one. Naomi number two comes out this week as well. Oh, that's excellent. I I heard good things about Naomi. You know what? It's so funny because comic book Twitter has been popping about Naomi mm-hmm. since it's come out. So I expect some big things coming from her for sure. Now, what about uh, going? I guess across the pond, across if, the pond. if we will, with uh, Marvel. Yes. So Marvel will start out with Dazzler number one. Excellent. And this is pretty cool because it's pretty much going back to, I guess, I wouldn't say her origins, but it's going back in a different time. Because from what I got from it is that the issues from the 1980s were pretty much going to be rewritten in a, in a certain way. So, like, all that art. Like a reboot? Kind of like a reboot. But or a remake. That, I'll, I'll put it a remake because remake. if it feels a reboot, it'd be like a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, a whole different thing. Yeah, but so a remake is probably like the best sense right now. So, Dazzler number one. And also... Michael, you told me something pretty interesting about the Dazzler earlier. Yeah, we, uh, we I think we briefly mentioned it on the last podcast, but Marvel and Hulu are coming together for four animated series, and one of those is Tigra and Dazzler. So it's interesting now we got this number one comic, now we got the show coming out, Dazzler's in the forefront. So I, I want to say that this comic is actually like a, it's pretty much a remake from the 1980s comics. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty much just kind of, 
just putting it right back out there. And we will, we'll see uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and also Nightcrawler and some other X-Men characters in this. Mm-hmm. So that'd be pretty dope. But also that old school nostalgia-ness, you know, coming from it, which mm-hmm. is also something that I think a lot of people kind of miss out on when you think about those, you know, Silver Ages and Gold Ages of comics and stuff. And I think that's something that people look for. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for the show, too, because it features two woke superheroes. I like the way when you were telling me the synopsis that you had to point out that woke was in it. But I mean, that is an important aspect of it, because if you say two woke characters, then I mean, I kind of know where it's coming from already. Right. Yeah, I, I think. And the people behind it, uh, Chelsea Handler. Oh, I forgot. I forgot the other name. Let me bring that up. The names behind a lot of these shows are big. Yeah, and they uh, especially well, the Howard the Duck one. Yeah, uh, Duck it, it, it made uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith. That makes sense. Uh, writers Erica Rivanoa, Rivanoa, that, <laughs> that, and Chelsea Handler will write and serve as executive producers. So. I I dig that to be honest. Uh, we you can kind of like already know what kind of direction they'll kind of go into, which is pretty dope. Yeah, uh, sure. and also her style of humor. Uh, yeah. So to know that how that will be incorporated. But also, like, you know, bravo for, you know, Marvel going into, I guess, you know, some content that will, you know, please the adult viewer. Yeah, that was the big thing I was mentioning last time is, like, Marvel's cartoon offerings, like, animated offerings are usually for kids. Yeah. And I still watch them, but, you know. Yeah. Certain ones, I mean, like, I, I watched the that newer Spider-Man. Yeah. And, like, it's cool. But obviously, you could tell it's mainly it's more so geared for kids. Yeah, it's a lot different than DC animated, where oh, it's yeah. it can it can gear to kids, but they have like real deep stories that make you like, oh, snap! You know what I mean? Like it's more it could be for more like adults as well. Gotcha. And that honestly, like especially when it comes to animated movies, Marvel doesn't really have a ton of offerings. They just released that uh Lego, was it Black Panther, I believe, mm-hmm. on Netflix mm-hmm. not too long ago mm-hmm. and that was a real quick watch. It wasn't yeah. something nothing in depth or anything like that. They took a lot of stuff from the movie a little bit and just kind of threw it in there, just but it, that that's yeah. one of the things I kind of can appreciate though with the Lego stuff mm-hmm. though. You know, you can kind of you know what you're getting. Yeah, uh, exactly. But you know, as for Marvel doing that, that is pretty big deal because even though like I did enjoy like uh, I think it was uh, Avengers Earth Mighty Mightiest Heroes, I believe mm-hmm. was one series I think, and Avengers Assemble. Uh, it might be the same thing. I'm not sure. Well, it's, I think Earth's Mightiest Heroes led into Avengers Assemble. Assemble. Oh, gotcha. Okay, and Avengers yeah, Assemble yeah. is like a reboot of my Earth's Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Gotcha. Okay. Because Earth's Mightiest Heroes was really cool and yeah, and it ran for like two seasons yeah I think. it was yeah it was and i really think dope. it ended on the scroll drama i think i could be wrong i remember they did they definitely did cover that because a lot of people were so it was secret invasion pretty yeah much. but and, which is which is really dope like for you to do that in an animated series right but yeah to actually have some content for your adult you know viewers that that's you know a bigger thing too and you know and we we I think everyone kind of gravitates towards the animation that is geared to adults because I mean yeah. why do you think Simpsons and Family Guy has worked so long even though like it's not the same thing but I mean we still don't stop watching it yeah and I think the only like the main Marvel movie that I think of is Planet Hulk yeah um I don't there's not other ones that really stand out to me like there's a 2007 Doctor Strange animated movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, is that the one on like, Netflix as well too? I yeah, believe? it's on Netflix yeah. right now. Um, th- I think there was an Avengers movie at some point. There's the one with the kids. Oh the kid yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. an old Hulk in that, and it's that one's okay. Um, it's like a Black 
Panthers and Storm's kid. I think and, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain America and I forget whose kid. I want to say Black Widow, maybe? Maybe. maybe? I yeah, could be wrong. about right. But yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. But Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I think a Little Hawkeye as well, too. Yeah, I think Little Hawkeye's in there. So, I mean, that one's okay, but, like, like for me, it doesn't, when you compare it to DC's, like, the the death of Superman oh, or, yeah. or Justice League War or whatever, you know. Any, yeah, you throw in any title in there, Justice League Dark. Justice right? League Dark, I mean, uh, what was the, the one last year? Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Yeah. Like, they were, those are strong, dark, good movies that i mean really marvel tv doesn't marvel animated doesn't really have that yeah but also like i even though around the same time when we look back at the 90s when you think about the batman animated series going toe-to-toe with the x-men and spider-man yeah you say marvel in a way had like a head up you know a little bit in that aspect just because they're put you know putting out i guess another extra show mm-hmm. uh but the way dc kind of you know wanted to really center on that because think about after uh the Spider Spider-Man the anime series and the X-Men too. Like it kind of went to X-Men Evolutions and Spider-Man yeah. kind of fell off and they kinda fell off with the whole X-Men in general. And yeah. they kinda I mean, I think there was a lot of shows there because I think there was a fantastic another Fantastic Four, another mm-hmm. Spider-Man that just wasn't as popular. But I mean, it was this kind of things that are just geared to kids because you can kind of know that they're just trying to yeah, be able exactly. to sell the toys and do all the normal things that you wanted to do. Whereas in DC, they're just like, let's just give something that people just appreciate just and appreciate watch. Appreciate yeah, watching. Yeah, like those '90s like X Men and Spider Man, man, yeah, oh those yeah, they're so amazing. good. Batman animated was great, and I mean, I remember watching X because it was like it was kiddish to a certain extent, but it it told deeper stories. It, it, it had, had deeper themes, and and it has those like punch in the gut moments, sad moments, and everything. So it's like. I enjoyed that. To, to think also that us as kids appreciated something like very noir as, uh, you know, Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. And for us to not even know that what we were watching was definitely out of our range yeah. at the time. Yeah. But definitely, you know, was the inspiration for so many other things. Like, I'm not sure people like, uh, it's called The Big O, the anime. Uh, anime. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a total rip from Batman the anime series, but they even, you know, stated how it was that series that got them to really Influence. go that direction yeah. with it. But yeah, it kind of sucks that Marvel did decide to fall off with that. But see, in some aspects of where like DC learned from Marvel with movie wise, mm-hmm. same thing. Marvel's you know taking a page from DC, thinking, "Hey, this is one thing that we don't give you know the consumer. Maybe it's something they need and deserve." It's like the Netflix series in a way. I hope so yeah, exactly. I hope so. Uh, did you know the Marvel the Spider Man show from the nineties, the the cartoon? He only threw like three punches the entire series. No. Yes, he only threw like three punches. Punches. Like, like punches. He only threw like three in the entire series. So what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because so he would like, just like swing and tackle him or stuff like that. He wouldn't actually like throw fists. So he just web swinged into everybody? Yeah, just web swinged or something. What? Yeah. I, I remember watching that at some point, like a fun fact kind of thing. He only threw like three punches the entire series. Wow. Wow. Like, yeah. I don't even know what to do with that. I know. It's like. I was like, wait, what? I didn't know. Like, you, I had the same reaction. Are you yanking my chain? I'm not yanking your chain, Man. unless I totally got this uh, fun fact wrong. <laughs> but to be honest, like, if I was a big, I mean, of course, I don't have an episode sitting on my queue right now. Right, so right. Like, look, but I mean, I remember rewatching it on um, Netflix, Netflix a few years yeah. ago or whenever it was. That didn't hit me though at all. And like, it, I read that fact during my rewatch of it. I was like, 
Yeah, he actually doesn't throw a lot of punches. Yeah, it must be true then. It must be true. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, can't be true. say the same for X Men either because that definitely was. I mean, what did what did else Wolverine do? But you see, that's know. also like a funny thing too when you used to watch the old X Men movies. Like whenever Wolverine is fighting, like how is there not blood? You know? Yeah, exactly. There should be a ton of blood right yeah. now. There should be some deaths. There like should be there. some squirting out and everything. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Speaking of Wolverine, <laughs> we leaked it back. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh. Hulkverines. What? Does that make sense? Hulkverines? <laughs> Did I say that right? Uh, Hulkverines will be a new series, of course, uh, highlighting Hulk and Wolverine, and also a character named Weapon H. Not to get confused with preparation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go there, I watched, uh, I watched uh, Austin Powers not too long you ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really hot on my mind. That, that was like a really big joke on there. But... um. But yes, yeah, so there's a new character, Weapon H, and which is, of course, the cross between Wolverine and the Hulk. And yes, mm-hmm. he's a big Hulk person with Wolverine claws, which makes total sense. And the only per- people that can bring him down is, of course, the Hulk and Wolverine. So we kind of already highlighted how Wolverine is back. And this, okay, so real quick, Hulk Wolverines will be a series out of three. So this will be the first issue that's coming out for that. And also, which is kind of funny because I was just about to, I guess, ask the question and kind of tie up the next issue that we'll be talking about, is that even though Wolverine is finally back in, I guess, the main continuity of things when it comes to comics, there's a lot of things that he was popping in like in on, and I didn't really understand. He was just he was appearing, and all of a sudden he had like mm-hmm. three or four like different like series that he was in, and he's also back in X-Men, which is really weird because yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's too much for me to just even like, I guess read and try to consume mm-hmm. all that to understand everything that's going on. So they're doing that for us. Okay. Uh, Wolverine Infinity Watch number one, and this will be a series out of five. And this is pretty much going to tell us how Wolverine came back, how why Wolverine has been everywhere, kind of, and not anywhere for the past <laughs> couple of years. Um, and also somehow, some way, he has an Infinity Stone, which kind of makes sense. I think it has uh, the Space Stone. I think. Space, oh, I, I think mean, it's the Space Stone. That kind of makes sense because it did say that he is going cosmic in this series, and he'll be also uh, tied up with Loki as well. And a uh, <laughs> nice little, um, I guess, you know, extra to go with this, parental advisory. Oh, so this is not a teen rating. <laughs> this will definitely have the swears. Yeah. <laughs> Def- the swears. Definite swears in this one. And uh, real quick, going back to our animated movies, the, the Hulk thing just made me think, and Wolverine thing made me think, there's uh, the Hulk versus movies, where it's oh, Hulk yeah, versus it's like Wolverine Thor, and Hulk one. versus Thor. Those are pretty good. Those are actually, yeah. And yeah, those, those are, are pretty they, good. They, those had run on Netflix, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I watched but, it on bootleg okay. when it first came out. I, I'm <laughs> nice. just going to be upfront. I watched it on bootleg. I think that's, like, the way to go for most things is to go <laughs> bootleg. But it's so hard, man, like, trying to find that good website. And you have to go through, like, 15 links. Yeah, it was, it. It was very difficult. Pain. You probably got a couple viruses. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't do it. Yeah, like, that's why I don't I'm do it. I'm too scared yeah. to do it with my computer. That's now. When, back in the day when I was in college, yeah. I, that I, was the way to go. I, was, I would do it all the time. You go to school get on the wi-fi at school and exactly <laughs> if the virus gets on there it's fine, yeah, it's fine. It's, don't worry about it um okay, i got another story but i'll save it for later <laughs> well now uh what about anything else drop, dropping for marvel yes uh we also have siri number five venom 11 uncanny x-men 12 old man quill 2 miles morales spider-man number three uh, let's see, Guardians of the Galaxy number two, actually a heavy, heavy week for Marvel. Nice. Also, Avengers No Road Home number two, Age of X-Men, The Amazing Nightcrawler number one, and also real quick to kind of highlight another graphic novel, uh, Deadpool Secret Agent 
uh, Deadpool Marvel premiere graphic novel. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. long title, but you know, <laughs> got to throw it all in there. And I believe on that one, he kills a secret agent and he decides to carry on the missions <laughs> that the agent had. So, of oh, course, oh, Deadpool. Now, I believe he was wearing a very snazzy uh, suit on the cover, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe Which makes all sense. White, yeah, all white suit. Yeah, really, definitely James Bond, James Bondish. You know? Yeah, of course. Dope. Because it's Deadpool. Of course. Um, now, what about Valiant? We have something from Valiant? Oh, yes, we do. And let me pull it right back up. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Like, I don't forget to, like, write things down. But it's so funny. I have, like, different tabs and different things written everywhere. So yeah. it kind of takes me a little second. That's if the listeners are ever wondering, this. why doesn't he <laughs> ever got his shit together? Um, <laughs> yes, for Valiant, we have Incursion number one. Uh, pretty cool thing about Incursion. And this is, like, a series that I kind of just want to highlight a little bit because I think when you talk about DC and Marvel, Valiant is doing a pretty good job building their own universe mm-hmm. and tying things up and doing a lot of things of that nature. So Incursion is, from what I understand about the synopsis, and this is a number one series, so just starting out, uh, there is a realm where all the dead people are. Of course. And, of course, we have the human realm, which is real. Makes sense. And there's a doorway that people guard that you know are, that are put up to this task, mm-hmm. but they find out there's another door. Because oh, of course, because <laughs> comics, because the other door, because <laughs> because there's another door. So, which is a pretty cool. Uh, I don't get too much from the actual cover. It looks like a guy maybe from medieval times, and he's probably the one that's guarding the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I'll get someone that's a little bit older, more you know, key with the times. <laughs> if you wanted to guard a door as that nature, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But I really think, like we, like I just said, Valiant's doing a really good job of building their own universe and doing a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And also, you can start seeing them get a lot of traction when it comes to comic books because it's so funny how we mention like we say it all the time you know comic book twitter if i was to say like another like group out there that's getting a lot of traction and of course i think doc horse is always going to be around of course with a with umbrella academy yeah, umbrella you know, academy. being out and stuff like that yep. don't be so, too surprised if you start seeing a lot of valiant things you start you know taking that same type of angle with a lot of things because they got really good stories out there as well yeah for sure there's a ton of great comics not just by dc and marvel but by like valiant boom studios dynamite yeah boom yeah uh, image i mean whatever um, I mean, Dark Horse is kind of under the DC brand, but Dark Horse mm-hmm. in a sense, um, or, or even Vertigo as well. Vertigo, too. yeah. I mean, there, but there's a ton of different uh, publishers out there that people can check out. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 go check them out. So go check them out right now. Um, David, where can people follow you? Yes, you can follow me at Gacho Dominguez on Twitter and likewise on Instagram. Also, you can follow um, the Sports Kings and Queen Show on iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, everywhere you get to hear stuff of that nature. Uh, here you can hear me and Dolores Lozano and me and Gene talking all the mess about sports, so you can get that fixed from us whenever you want to. And also, we'll be f- uh, doing a show on Thursday, so a new episode should be dropping by Friday, too. Excellent. And, uh, well, this one's dropping today today so listen to it so right. so listen to us yeah right now <laughs> um i guess uh yeah let's go back to jong hey jong what's what's going on i'm pointing at you jong <laughs> and that was david does comics and that has been issue 155 of comic cast uh you can uh, follow us on uh all these different platforms and subscribe on all these platforms on itunes spotify stitcher google play Radio, uh, public, CastBox, and you can always listen to us on podcastradio.com backslash Comicast. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at my name, Jong. And I'm at producer Mike975. Until next time. See you. And uh, I don't know if you could tell if I'm still sick or not.
<laughs> well, that gave it away. <laughs>